Hello, everybody. Real quick before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you know that we now have a voicemail account for the podcast. You can reach us at 346-291-0050. If you tell us something funny, we might just feature it on an upcoming episode. On this episode... I looked at, looked at Jazz and I was like, I think it's time to lose a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like a little. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Carlos Smith. Ooh, we're going by Juan Carlos now. No, I just thought I'd try it once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just wanted to thank everybody for, you know, your interaction, your reviews, for the people that, you know, reached out to us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on the internet. Please go like us. Please interact with us. Please send us many, 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 many reviews on Apple Podcasts. That would be very helpful. But you can find us on Facebook.com slash No Country Podcast. Instagram at No Country Podcast. Twitter at podcast underscore country. And you can always email us at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of that, I got an email today from a listener. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's better than a dick pic. (laughs) True. (laughs) And he says, I just finished episode 10. A little worried about what I heard in some of the previous episodes. Juan's heavy breathing was oddly comforting, but I'm mildly concerned for his health. What model of CPAP machine does he use? Might want to get that neck measured for sleep apnea risk. Juan, do you take multiple times? Do you wake up multiple times in the night? Do you snore loudly? <laughs> yes, yes. And I have had a sleep study. I just didn't go get the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a follow-up email, he says... You remind me of my uncle. He used to purr like a warmed-up Harley on the couch taking a nap. It goes without saying, he has a CPAP now. So it's nice to hear that our listeners are concerned for your health. Well, and definitely maybe not so comforted by the breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that was a strong sense of sarcasm there. (laughs) Yeah, because none of my kids find it that way either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I heard you, you were sleeping on the floor in the barn there after the live podcast. You were snoring it pretty loud, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amidst all the noise. Yeah, when I sleep in my mom's room, she takes her hearing aid out. <laughs> <laughs> she goes full deaf. <laughs> full deaf. Oh, my goodness. She's like, oh, he started sleeping. <laughs> Don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, speaking of the, the live podcast, we had that very fun live podcast we did in Juan's Barn, which was really, really fun to do. And we had a few people come out, and that was fun. But a, uh, afterwards, we I could say there was a pretty interesting a, uh, events that happened. Would you say, Juan? 
you know, I slept through a lot of stuff. <laughs> that so, is true. You yeah, did. I was there for some stuff, but yeah, I wasn't there for a lot of it. So after the live podcast and after most of the people left, probably like half the people left, um, Juan's son, Wyatt, and I were playing a bunch of Deftones on bass and guitar and just having a good time. And, oh, actually, about the live podcast, uh, we did, we were going to have like a barbecue, and then Juan lit everything on fire in the barbecue. People make mistakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he th- apparently he says he thought he turned it down, but he turned it all the way up to broil, and literally everything caught fire. Yeah, and I... Continue to let it burn to ash. <laughs> yeah, it basically <laughs> burned to nothing. It was it was pretty it was pretty crazy. There was like flames coming out of the sides. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm so nice to the pizza guys in town. They'll deliver it to my barn. <laughs> yeah, the pizza guys were there straight away. It was actually really nice, and we had pizza, so it it worked out pretty good. But uh, after uh, Wyatt and I were done playing i grabbed like a piece of pizza and a cookie because we had like a bunch of pizza and like two dozen cookies and i was sitting there talking with Wyatt about music and there was one of the listeners a guest there i won't name names uh, and a, uh she kept looking over her shoulder at me giving me this like evil evil look and i was just like meh whatever who cares <laughs> And I was just sitting there eating, and it just kept happening. Like every couple minutes, you get this like death glare, and I was like, "That's weird, but whatever, I don't care." So finally, she was like, um, "I don't mean to be rude, but I want some effing pizza," and came over. And Wyatt was like, "Oh, okay," and got up, and we both walked to the other side of the room, and she like grabbed a bunch of pizza, and I was like, "Okay, that's a bit <laughs> weird. You don't need to like act like an actual monster." And I was like, but it didn't really bother me or anything. It just seemed kind of funny and odd, just weird. And it takes a lot to get under my skin. It really does. I wish does. I would have been awake for that. Me too. Jasmine was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine was like, what's going on? <laughs> and so then I went over and sat back down. And then not like two, three minutes later, I had popped out another cookie. And she came back over and was like, I want some effing cookies. And, like, grabbed the whole thing of cookies and took them. The whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, my And gosh. so, funny thing is, is, like, there was tons of pizza. There was pizza left over the next day. The next day, uh, I had wanted a cookie, and I went over. They were all gone. There was, like, 20 cookies in that thing, and they were all gone. I was like, <laughs> did she eat all 20 of those cookies? Because I no, only had, like, one and a monster. half. <laughs> so... She is now known between Juan and I and the family, at least, as the pizza monster because that was just crazy. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I want some effort pizza! And it was pretty close to that. And it was just yeah, really like uh, one of those moments that catch you off guard. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of history that happens in this barn. And a lot of, a lot of it's really funny. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just stuff that's like... That could not have happened funnier, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes it's people joking, sometimes it's me falling and shitting. Whatever it is, <laughs> uh, you know it's going to come off weird, and there's going to be so many witnesses yeah. that it's like, you know, I'm never going to live any of those down. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when stuff like that happens, you just take it. You're just like, you know what, fine, whatever, make a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, your wife uh, did say she wants a... 
uh, wants a T-shirt that says, I want my effing pizza. So you know that might funny? have to happen. What's funny is is the, the lady that said that actually sent a picture of a pizza monster to Jasmine. Because <laughs> then she realized how funny it was. Yeah. And she literally just rolled with it. And I, I'll have to send it to you so you can see it. It's hilarious. Heck yeah, send that to me. That's that's actually one of my favorite things is like – if you if you can like roll with if you do something that everybody finds fun, funny or if you make a joke or if something funny happens to you or you make an ass out of yourself if you can roll with it man you're our people you really are yeah which is funny because like they were the uh, you know real supportive listeners As a matter of fact they they were the ones that uh, supplied the Mark's puke bucket yeah and uh, the can of uh, Aquanet sitting right next to me for inspiration. And I still have the pineapple in the uh, fridge. <laughs> so that was really cool. But it's really funny, too, like you say that, because that's exactly how it came out. And oh, yeah. It's, it's, per- it's a perfect explanation. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, that was really cool. And then we, uh, Juan and I were taking some pictures together, just because, you know, we need pictures of the host for the podcast. And I couldn't resist, and I spray- sprayed Juan in the face with the Aquanet, and I got some backdraft into my mouth. I understand what he's talking about. Ooh, that stuff tastes yeah, terrible. Dude. It's bad. It's it it's hella bad. Awful. It's like worse than soap. I don't even know what. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And you'll never it, forget that taste. Now no, when you I, smell it, I will. Now yeah. when you smell it, you can taste it. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa. He wasn't exaggerating about this. This is 100 percent true. And it was funny because right as I did that, my Jasmine was like. Oh, Mark, I can't believe you did that. That's messed up. And I was like, you telling me you wouldn't do that? And she's like, kind of shrugged her shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, come on, Jasmine. You're just as mischievous as I am. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, playing, I don't know how do you know. Give me a break now. (laughs) Nobody's that innocent. Yeah. (laughs) But I really did have a really good time there in Michigan and... I really look forward to when I can come back. And I really, the what was it, yesterday morning, Jasmine sent me a message and she said, I want to go back to Romeo Family Restaurant with Juan. She's like, I really had a good time with them. Yeah, that that was good. That was a good place to eat. Yeah. That, was a, that was where I had my first job after working in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> that was a busboy at that restaurant. But yeah, I was like, I was think I was 12. <laughs> so... Speaking of a 12-year-old kid, uh, I went in there to use the bathroom at the restaurant yeah. after breakfast. Oh, what was it on Sunday? And I was in there, and I heard this guy and this kid. This little kid's like, Daddy, I really have to go to the bathroom. And you hear the dad's like, well, sorry, buddy, but uh, someone's in there already. And so I, like, finished up, and I washed my hands, and I walked out. And as I walked out, like, neither of them would look at me. And, like, the little kid looked up at me, and I was like, good luck with that. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> I ruined that kid's day. Did I tell you what this dude said to me in the bathroom when uh, we went to St. Clair? No. Oh, my God. I didn't tell you? No. Oh, my God. So we went to St. We went to St. Clair, and he had some family there. We were just letting him have some family time. I was like, yeah, I'll take I'll take my jazz to dinner or whatever. So I took her to this restaurant on the water. And 
<laughs> it's just kind of a nicer restaurant. It's not super fancy or anything, but anyways, it's mostly older retired people in there and everything. So we eat dinner, and, you know, I go to the bathroom, and it's kind of a very small bathroom. It's like one of those, like, two urinals, one stall, yeah. and not, like, really good ventilation, right? Yeah. So I'm in the stall, and I hear this guy walk in, and he's mumbling to himself. Like, I'm like, what the hell? He's going, oh, it stinks. Oh, it's stinky. It stinks in here. Oh, my God, you stink. And I was just like, you rude-ass bastard. I Like, come on, man, really? So I have all this time to think about what I'm going to say because I got to finish the whole process. And he's just standing there being, oh. Stinks, still stinks. I mean, I'm like, how long can you pee? And so I come out of the stall and I'm washing my hands and I turn to him and I go, I apologize. I'm so sorry. My shit stinks. Apparently, you have some special kind of shit that doesn't stink. And he's like, Oh, 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 I was like, was like, I'm like, that is literally the rudest shit I've ever heard. I can't help that they don't have a decent exhaust system yeah. in here. Okay, just keep your mumblings to yourself. Quit being yeah. such an asshole. And then I like, and make sure you wash your hands. Right? I was just, feeling, I was pissed. Right? Yeah. And then I, I get, I'm, I'm heading to the table, and I see some guy, like, walking away from the table. What the hell? So I sit down, and I'm telling Jazz, like, she says, oh, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, I got to tell you something. It just happened while I was in the bathroom. She's like, me too. And then, you know, it comes out, the, the guy passes me. Yeah. And then I was just blurred something out about, like, what happened. And I was like, was old bastard's so rude. You know, and she's like, what the heck? And then she's like, yeah, and this guy just tried to pick me up when you were in the bathroom. And I was like, man, I can't even. Five <laughs> minutes, man. Yeah. But that but that was one of the weirdest bathroom experiences I've ever had. It was so weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I, I didn't tell you that. I was like, oh, this is strange. Funny thing what is. What do I say? <laughs> the funny thing is, is after you dropped us off, you said you went to that restaurant you posted that picture from the date, you know, and you're like on the river there and there's yeah, the yeah. boat in the background. In the background, that's us in the background of that picture. What? Yep. <laughs> Cuz we you're walked shit. No, after I didn't even know you were there cuz after dinner we walked to that the boardwalk so and we walked down and we went down to there and we were on that boardwalk by that restaurant when that ship came by. I have pictures of it, of Jasmine and I took pictures as the ship was going past, but from the other end of the boardwalk. <laughs> but you didn't see us and we didn't see you? No, because oh, we you were probably like 100 yards away. <laughs> oh, that's weird, man. But like in your picture, I was like, wait, Juan was there? And I was like, that's that same boat. And I was like. Whoa, look, and I looked, and in the picture, I see my aunt. And I'm like, whoa, we were there at the same time. We just See, now i got to go back and look at that picture. That's so weird, man. It's, it's really small and grainy, but it, it was us down there. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah. Creepy and shit. Yeah. And Don't it was you funny. Hate, you hate that when you... 
you know, everyone has that awkward moment, right? Yeah. When you're just out doing your regular day shit, right? And then you run into someone from some other aspect of your life, and it's not from that one, and it just, you have that awkward, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're not supposed to be in this part of my life. Yep. <laughs> that moment. happens, that actually happens with me fairly regularly. Like, I'll see a client from work, and I do everything I can to avoid them because I don't want my clients coming into my personal life because even if they're great clients, I just don't want to have to sit there and talk about work with them. Yeah, that because ha- that's the only connection you have. So it's just going to be right. like And it's under, not yeah. like we're friends. And usually it's like, oh, hey, you, I, you remember this work? you don't? And it's just like, oh, my gosh, please leave me alone. I'll see them a lot of times. And like I'm out of my work uniform, so they don't really recognize me all the time. Sometimes people do. But I've, I've, like, if I spot somebody, I'm like three aisles down <laughs> as soon as I can be. I'm like, nope, just don't want to talk about work. <laughs> I see, but I never spot people first. I'm always the one that like, because I don't see well enough, right? So I'm that one that where you where you turn around when you finally back into each other. That's like yeah. when I first see the person, and then I'm like, ah, you try to like, you know, you try to conceal that feeling, yeah. you know, in your face, but it's like almost impossible. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that was pretty. Oh, and then I didn't tell you when we flew back home. We you dropped us off at the airport. We got through security, and then we got to the plane, and Jasmine was like a walking zombie. She was so tired. She was just like, I was basically, I had to like half guide, I had to guide her literally everywhere, and I felt like I would have to carry her onto the plane. She was just like so tired. But we got on the plane, we get in our seat, and she puts her head up against my shoulder and falls asleep. Like 10, 20 minutes after, probably like 15, 20 minutes after we get on the plane, the flight attendant gets on the the, the PA and she's like, uh, we're going to have to have everyone get off the aircraft. The security needs to come do a sweep. And you have to take all of your belongings and what? you have... Yeah, and you have to... you Everyone has to exit and take all their belongings. If you leave anything, it's going to get thrown away by security. And I was like, what? what? I was like, that, that's so weird. So, like, everyone's mad. Jasmine's like, huh? I'm like, just get up, Jasmine. Why do we have to get off the plane? I'm like, sorry, Jasmine. Just Let's just do what they say. So we get up. We're walking down the aisle. And the flight attendants are up front. They're like, we're sorry. And I was like, I just, like, shrugged my shoulders. And I was like, man, whatever. Because I was, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't have a I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You might as well Yeah, exactly. Pissed. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to make the best of it. So we go, go back into the terminal jasmine falls asleep and then like 10 minutes later they have us get back on the plane so we get in line we get start getting back on the plane as i step onto the plane the flight the two flight attendants are there they're like hello welcome back and i walked up to them and i paused and i put my hand on my chin and i was like i feel like i've been here before and they started laughing and they go the one flight attendant goes well you did so well the first time we wanted to see if you could do it again i was like i can find a seat <laughs> so we got nice so we got down to our seats the rest of the flight went fine landed and as i was getting off the plane i walked up to both the flight attendants and i said i'll see you two in about 10 minutes and they started laughing <laughs> <laughs> But it was funny because Jasmine was like, was it a maintenance thing? And I said, they said it was a security thing. And I was like, someone probably said something dumb. And so they have like probably some protocol where they have to do a search. I was like, who knows what it was. But the thing was, is we only arrived five minutes later than the scheduled time. 
They made really? up all that. Yeah, they made up all that time in the air. Well, I know that when you're going back that way, it's much faster. Yeah, it was an Whatever hour and forty five minutes. Or something flight. when you're heading like, you yeah, know, from so. the, from the east heading west. Yeah. yeah, you make up time. Yeah, we made up. We it was like two hours and fifteen minutes there, the flight there, and then on the way back it was an hour and forty five minutes. Like we were flying. Yeah, there's some kind of natural jet winds or something that do that. Yeah. Because every yeah. time I do that, I fly to Vegas. Yeah, like that trip back, it's like forty-five so minutes less. Yeah, yeah, but it was that was a good part of the trip, you know. I was amazed because I only I did not get that much sleep that night, but I felt great. But I came home, we got here to my house, and Jasmine just like passed out, and we slept till like five o'clock. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man. People were almost staying up as much as me. I was like, yeah. I don't know how long you people are going to last because <laughs> I was the, getting like two hours. It was the last night there, though. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I kind of was tired, but I was like, I don't want to. It was like, I want to maximize my time with my friends, you know? Yeah. So I was I at that point where I was like, I could go to bed, but I thought the same thing. But I was like, but this is it. I'm like, I won't stay up super late, but. <laughs> I can catch up on my sleep tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that was <laughs> that was really really good. But one thing I did want you one story I did want you to share was that one story <laughs> you shared with me when I was driving back to your house when it was raining about the guy in the back of the truck truck yelling at you. <laughs> Because that story's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That's an embarrassing story, but it's funny. <laughs> so I, I, live I, in can't ro- believe I, I can't believe I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I forgot about it. Somehow when I turned the corner and saw the specific gas station, because that's where this happened. <laughs> I live like in the very, very outskirts of even the most first suburbs of Detroit. Like Once you get beyond us, it's, you're kind of in just a different part of Michigan. So we're it. We're as far out as you go. And so it's kind of, you know, still country and all that. And I don't go to this one direction out of town often, but for some reason I always think of it as being really more farmy over there. And I had a, I was dating this girl at the time. and You know, like when you just have one of those days where it's like everything is going wrong and like all it's going to take is like one thing to make you snap more than even like you ever would. Yeah. Because... For the most part, when people yell shit at me, like if I'm walking down the street or something, I don't care because it's like, why would I care what your opinion is? You know, I just go on about my business. But this day had been one of those days, and I think I was just waiting for someone to say <laughs> something. And I had her pull in because I had to go to the bathroom and get, get some gas. But I had to go, and as we know, it's an emergency. So I'm like <laughs> running in because I stopped at this gas station because I knew their bathroom was clean. So I'm running in there, and as I'm running in, having this shit day, and I'm about to piss myself, I I hear this like in my mind giant, giant white like sow bacon eating white guy <laughs> yell, "Run, forest, run!" As as I'm heading into this bathroom, and I lose it. <laughs> I get to the bathroom like. All right, I'm gonna run for I'm gonna run for us on you, motherfucker. I was so mad, right? <laughs> so I come out. I didn't really see where the voice came from at the time, but I turn and there here it is. It is literally 
The most redneck thing you've ever seen. There's this black lifted truck with like mud tires and it's like a king cab though and it's a full-size truck bed so it's a gigantic truck right in the back of the truck bed there's no tailgate but there's like a couch back there or a giant like love seat or something there is this like 400 pound white guy sitting back there drinking beer above him is a pole that holds like a 10 foot like flag yeah like uh confederate flag and i'm just like you've got to be hillbilly kidding me right now <laughs> so and then there's a bunch of his buddies like inside the truck so there's like five guys and i come back out man i'm just and i was like hey i i don't remember what i yelled at him exactly but it was some you know yeah, corn fed, fed fuck. You know, I was like, if you can get your fat ass down off your, see if Forrest can kick your ass, you know. And like, literally, I'm like one third this guy's size, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. oh shit, like maybe his friends are gonna like, you know, try and kick my ass. They start busting his balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I started calling him like corn fed Willie or something, and like. I'm like, come on, man, let's go, let's get a move on, you know, and he's still sitting there, and his friends start breaking his balls, they're like, what, are you scared of him? Look at him, he's like, he's not even half your size, and he's like, I'm like, who's a bitch now, you know, and like, so we run, his own friends roast him for like a couple of minutes, right, so, you know, and he never did get down, and I got able to. Get back in my car. My, I think my girlfriend at the time thought I was going to get my ass kicked, but <laughs> it was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened. It was, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. <laughs> I was just, you know, I lost yeah. it. And everybody yeah. has, <laughs> Those moments. everyone has points or days where it's just like, yeah, there's just, I always think of that uh, movie, what is it, um, Office Space? Where yeah. the, the guy sitting in traffic, he just loses, and just keeps pounding his steering yeah. wheel, like, you know? Because yeah. I got stuck in one of those uh, earlier today, and it, I needed to be to an appointment on time, and it was making me late. And, I'm, and I feel like that, yeah. but I'm, I realize it's not going to do anything. So I just had to sit there and wait. But in my head, <laughs> I was doing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that... <clears throat> That's just, that's one of those things I think you only get in a place like rural Michigan or probably even here, rural Texas, because I see a lot of trucks like that around here and people like that. It is what it is, man. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I don't understand the why. I mean, I'm not, in, and I'm not trying to get off on the politics thing about anything, but like, why do you got to roll a Confederate flag? First of all, this is, this is not the Confederacy. Yeah. And you're just look, making yourself looking more dumb and more white. Yeah. Like, let me guess. You have a clan outfit? Do you have one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Which, of course, again, you know, they always attribute to being like undereducated whites, right? That's what yeah. they always try to list the clan as being, right? So, like, even the other like white supremacists don't even like associating with them. They're yeah. like, oh, the, yeah, the dumb ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, man. But there's a lot of clan in Michigan, though. Really? Like up, yeah, up north. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had a friend. 
uh, this is not even all that long ago, maybe a year ago. Yeah. He was up in the thumb. There's not a whole lot of reason to be up there because there's nothing up there. Yeah. It's like where he lives is like two and a half hours to a hospital. Wow. There's just nothing. I mean, the closest Walmart, two and a half hours. Mall, oh two God. hours. There's nothing. They have like a, a halo pad in the center of the town. Uh-huh. So like if there's any real medical, they have to like use send a chopper. Because they're so, so far away from everything, right? Yeah, so like he lives in that kind of place and it's... I don't know. It, the people are, um, they they got a lot of thinking to do, I think. And so they kind of do that whole militia thing up there a lot. And anyway, as he was on his way back home, he had pulled off the side of the road to take a piss. Yeah. So he you know, kind of ran down into some bushes and didn't know it. There was a giant clan meeting, like, just on the other side. What? So he's taking a piss, and all of a sudden he hears, like, people walking. He's like, what the fuck? He turns around, dude, they had full, the whole full gear on, man. He said, I fucking pissed all over myself. Run. <laughs> Ran to his car, man. <laughs> Took off. Oh, my goodness. He's like, you do not mess with the clan up here, man. I was like, really? I'm like, they still exist? That's yeah, that crazy. was just recently. Well, I know they, I know they still exist, but yeah, that wow. But you wouldn't think you'd have anybody know anybody who'd have contact with them at any time in the last, I don't know, thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's nuts. Like I've always like when I lived in California, I did a lot of hiking, and I had my four by four Toyota pickup truck. I would drive through these. That's dangerous, man. I would just drive. I would. They have those forest service trails that you could just go. I mean, you could spend hours out there, just days out there, just driving through these forest service trails out through the mountains. And uh, I wanted to move out there so bad, dude. Dude, I had a lot of fun out there. After I came out there the first time, where you yeah. got where you guys lived was like, it was remote and everything, but it, but like, dude, it was literally like you were in a movie. Yeah, it was <laughs> literally like being in a movie. I would, after being there, lived there for eight years. Um, I can honestly say I would not want to move back to that particular spot because it was just too far away from everything. Like an hour, closest Walmart, like an hour away. If you want to get to any sort of real civilization, an hour and a half. Yeah, and I, I remember just, when we were there, it was like almost two hours to the mall. Yeah, it just, it just. It was like a day down. trip. It was like, yeah. oh, we're gonna today. We're gonna go to the mall. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, and it's, then like that, gas is like three fifty a gallon, and. You know, Ooh. gas is more expensive there. Taxes are more there. So it's just like all this stuff just makes it just a super unattractive place to live for me right now. But, I mean, it's pretty. But we would, one, I would, on the weekends, on Saturday afternoons or Sundays, I would just, like, gas up the truck and pack, like, some sandwiches and go drive out of these trails and just explore. And uh, we, there was a, like, um, me and Ben were in my truck. And then a couple other guys were in a couple of Jeeps. And we tried to get up over this one pass. Well, um, where we were, there wasn't snow, but at the higher elevation, there was snow. And we got to this one spot on the trail where it was like four or five feet of snow, and we just couldn't get through it. And so I, we all had winches, and so we like went. We tried to drive down, but we couldn't make it. So we like dug ourselves out, turned around, winched ourselves back up. And we were driving back, and it took us like probably an hour and a half to two hours just to get out of this area with snow because the snow was just kind of too, too big deep. of an obstacle it was just too deep so we like got back to where we were and the guys in the jeeps like took off ahead of us and i was like hey i'm gonna take this other road i haven't taken before 
And they're like, no, no, it's getting dark. And I was like, no, I was like, I just want to go see where this goes. And I looked on the map because I had a map of like all the Forest Service roads. And I was like, if I take this, it comes out near like Yosemite National Park. I was like, I'll just take that and I'll just get home a little bit later and everybody else. So Ben was like, hey, I'll come with you. I was like, okay, cool. So we like (laughs) driving through and it was like nine o'clock at night. So it's like late at night. And we're like driving down this road and we come down this like little hill and there's like a little creek and like a little like wood bridge. And I was like, oh, it was like, who built the bridge out here? Because there's no bridges out there. It's like if there's a creek or a river, you drive through it. And if you can't get through it, then you just don't drive across it. Like I drove through a river there once and uh, we come down, come around this turn and there's this giant wood house there with like three cars in front of it and there's no lights on at all because there's no power out there but it's out it's not like a new house or anything this is like a mountain home and like these aren't like the cars were like not old beat up cars but they weren't brand new cars either they were just like probably 10 15 years old in okay condition but it was creepy so it's basically my nightmare yeah (laughs) it's like there's this this house and then this outbuilding and there's just literally like no sign of life, nothing. So like Ben Ben was like, What the heck is this? And I was like, This is where we came to die, apparently. <laughs> and he's like, dude, turn around. Turn around. So I turned the brights on because I'm like, I want to take a look at this house. He's like, Are you freaking crazy, dude? He's like, We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so like I shut the lights off, turned around, and we drove away. Like, we didn't see anybody, but I knew there was people there because there was three cars there. And so it was just like one of those weird, weird, random things that you come upon in a place where you don't expect anyone to be. And finally found, like, a different road that took us back out because the road, like, dead-ended at this house. So then we found our way out to where we, you know, wanted to go and got back. But, like, not too long later, I met a guy who lived... Not at that house, but he lived out there. He said he lived like out there in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. He said he lived at like 6,000 feet. He had like a cabin out there. The dude was about in his 60s. He had a big old white beard. He looked like a prospector, you know, from like yeah. the 1880s. That's how he dressed. He had like an old like 60s Dodge truck with huge tires on it, probably like 36 inch tires. It was black. It had like a black, um, like a black camper shell over it. And he, um, he dressed like that. Yeah, you know, I said that he dressed like a prospector. And he came in to this store and he bought like three or four hundred dollars worth of groceries. And it was all dry goods and mostly canned goods. Whoa! So he like, lived out there. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, he's like, I'm saving. I was like, I'm stocking up for the winter." It's like, "What do you mean for the winter?" He's like, "Well, where I live, he's like, when it snows, I can't get out." It's like, so you live in the middle of the woods by yourself. And you don't get out much. He's like, ah, he's like, I only leave like twice a year. He's like, and that's to get supplies. It's like, you serious? So he's a hermit. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. I was like, what do you do? He's like, well, I live off the land when I can. But most of the time, I just, you know, hang out in my little cabin. I was like, that is so weird. And I was like, has anybody ever like walked up on your house? He was like, nope. I was like, they probably died, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, are, you are talking to the devil. I don't know. That is the scariest human being ever. 
I was like, I do not ever want to find out where he lives. Because <laughs> he said it took. He said it took like two and a half hours from where I was. I was already in the mountains. He said it took another two and a half hours to drive out where he was. Whoa. So he was like deep out there in the middle of nowhere. And just living out there. Yeah. That, and he's like, I ain't got no power. I ain't got no water. Just like it was him, his truck, canned green beans and whatever else and dried food and probably, probably spent his time like chopping down wood for fires in the winter and that's it. I was like, Dang. And that's Vaseline. But that makes me, like, when he said that, that was, like, one of those things where I'm, like, first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, what's your story? Like, where did you grow up? Like, who were your parents? What brought you to this point where you moved out to, like, the middle of nowhere? Because, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, what kind of criminal record do you have and how bad does the FBI want to catch Okay, you? yeah, see, that's where I was going. I was like, how many bodies are there? Yeah. And uh, do I need to start looking on milk cartons? Like, what? Yeah. Fuck this. I'm, I'm not asking no more questions. Yeah. Because back in the 90s, I think it was the 90s. It was either the late 80s or the early 90s. Um, the next county north of us, there was uh, two guys that were serial killers that killed like 23 people. And they just like buried them out in like their shed. And it was maybe like an hour and a half away from where we lived. So like there are crazy people like that out there. Yep. <laughs> Most of them are white. Yeah, <laughs> these two actually the those two serial killers. One was Hispanic, and the other one was white. Still though, and their names were Mark and Juan. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Now that would have been tragically funny. <laughs> the white guy was tall and bald, and the other guy was short. <laughs> it's like that podcast was going so well until you cracked that joke that you didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too perfect. Yeah. Who would yeah. have thought it would have been Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was no. Yeah, the, we I went out there a lot. We would see bears out there, mountain lions. I actually know a, a family that moved out there to the like even where we lived was rural. They moved out to like more rural, like no power. No well, like they have a. I think they get their water from a stream, or they have like a hand well. Like you operate by hand. The only time they have power is when they like fire up a generator. Whoa. Yeah, like when it snows, they're stuck out there. Like they were. <laughs> they would always tell me like, "You should come out and visit." I'm like, "Dude, you live in the middle of nowhere." <laughs> like what? And the crazy thing is, here's the crazy thing. When like I used to work with this guy, and he lived like out there and nowhere nowhere land because i'd been out to, i'd driven by where his house was it was a good like 45 minute drive away from where i lived and it was just out there in the middle of nowhere like he lived out there maybe like one other person in like a little like vacation cabin out there but there's nothing out there it's like mostly just like you know public lands that you know are just woods so he comes in one it was his him or his wife someone went out there and stole one of their dogs i was like who, what? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, who goes out to the middle of nowhere and takes, like, a full-bred German shepherd? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you who. <laughs> the other hermit white guy that was <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes further than that. <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever, man. It was so weird. 
Yeah. It's it's truly a different world out there. Like in that like rural setting where like people are living off the land and stuff like that. Like you know, love- in a way, of course, romantically, it kind of sounds like. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work, but they don't have the same stresses as everyone else. They have different stressors. Yeah, and, and sometimes, like as a vacation, you'd be like, "I might try that." Yeah, but to live like that. I mean, yeah. What cracks me up is you're talking to this guy who only comes into town twice a year, right? You said, yeah, and he's talking nonchalantly, like, "Yeah, I'm coming to town." Like. I would be like, oh, my God, I could talk to human beings. Yeah. I would freak. I couldn't do that. Neither could I. I would be talking to myself, to trees, to yeah. animals. I I couldn't shut up anyways, right? So it's like I I need people. I can't. I, that's why I could never be. You know, like a lot of people are like, I need some alone time. And, I mean, everyone does, I guess. Okay. But my, my amount of alone time that I need is so small. It's, yeah. Just don't. So that just someone that could do that, that could be out like that by themselves, yeah, I want to know more. Like, what the hell? How and why? Like, <laughs> yeah. what happened in your life? Yeah, like that's your choice. Like, yeah, and not not good or bad either. Just like you want to know, like you said. Yeah, it's yeah. Intrig- it's intriguing. Yeah, like it, it, it's very intriguing because I'm like, and he didn't like want to talk about himself or anything, but I was just like. That's what it, it like it it's just like nags me in my brain. I'm like, where did this guy come from? Where is he going? Why is he leaving out there? And it's all this it's the mystery of it. It's like, I want to know more about this guy. Just, you know, like I jokingly think, you know, oh, is he a serial killer? Like maybe he is. Maybe he's got like a shady, you know, history or maybe he was just someone who went to Vietnam and came back and it changed him and he didn't want to be around people anymore. I mean, it could be something like that. You never know. Yeah, that's why you want to ask. Yeah, but then and most like, of those do you people really though, want to ask though. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is a lot of those people like that. Like I lived around there, there was a lot of like hermit type people out there, and it was it was a lot of these like older guys in their fifties and sixties, and they're just angry. Most of them were like, you, they're personable to an extent, but if you start asking them personal questions, they get defensive and angry and don't want to talk to you. So I'm oh, just like, really? why are you so? Because there was another guy that lived closer. And um, you had to drive. I had to drive by his house to get to my friend's house, and yeah. he would you know, like if he saw us, he would like yell, hey, "What are you doing on my property?" I'm like, "Dude, this is a road. It's a public road. It may be a dirt road, but I have to drive past your house." No, no, no. You're on my property. I'm not on your property. I'm going to my friend's house. You know that. You know them. Ah, oh, they shouldn't be living there. I used to own that property. What would you do? Sell it? Yeah, but I'm trying to get. I mean, it was just weird <laughs> mountain people that are like, I don't want anybody else around. Then move somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it was so weird. Find a bigger mountain. Exactly. But he lived in this one spot where it was like he lived on top of a ridge, and it just seemed like the worst place to live because I'm like, if a fire starts every anywhere around here, you're coming is right gone. up there, man. It's coming right up there. It was just like, no, this is just a bad idea. <laughs> And that's spoken from someone who knows, because I used to come home visit you guys, and there'd be yeah. fires like right oh, yeah. by there, and you'd be like, that's not, "That one's gonna be fine." Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's miles long, man. Yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> Just stick your finger up, lick it. That we're good till at least five o'clock. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> what was crazy was in 2013 there was that rim fire. It was like the second or third worst wildfire in California history. Or was it? Yeah. It was like one of the that. top five ones. It started like 
as the crow flies, it was like four or five miles from where we lived. It wasn't that far away. So, like, there was this ridge out behind our house. So we drove up to the top of the ridge because it started down in this canyon and then it came up towards this one town nearby and the firefighters like protected that town and then it all went east towards Yosemite and it just went crazy. And so we would go up there. I would go up there every day, sometimes twice a day, just to see like which direction the wind was blowing and then also to see where the fire was going. And we would see like the planes flying over, the helicopters flying over. Oh, you, you could, could see, see that far. You could see, yeah, because it was up on top of a ridge that overlooked everything. So we could see for 30 miles. If the, you know, when the smoke was, when the visibility was good, you could see really far. And so you could see like, you know, you could see like the roads and the highway and everything. And it was nuts to watch, but the first day I went up and it started, you saw the fire come up and it started to go towards the town. And I was like, if they don't stop it, the next ridge that it's coming to, there's one ridge and then there's the ridge that I was on and then there was my house. So I was like, if it keeps coming this direction, they're going to start telling us to evacuate. So I came, came back down and I just packed like all the essential stuff and I put it in my truck. I was just like, I'm just going to be ready in case I get the call. You know, or the sheriff comes by and says, we have to evacuate. That way I don't have to, like, scramble. And I just had that ready for, like, four or five days until they finally said they don't have an alarm system out there? No. Like you'd have, just you'd the, have to go, like, house by house? Yeah, the sheriff comes by, sheriff. and they come by house to house, and they're like, hey, you Damn. know. They come by and let you know, hey, we're evacuating. But the crazy thing is, is, like, maybe 10 years before that a fire got to within like a half a mile or so of the house where I was staying at that time. It had, it had been even closer, but I didn't live there at that time. So I could like, I ride was the amazed quads at how dry it was oh, there, like yeah. in real life. Like you hear about it yeah. and you think, oh, well, I mean, come on. No, it's like for real, like flick a cigarette and like a, t- a, yeah. a town's gone. Like, yeah, you see why they didn't have fireworks and stuff there. Yeah, My like I growing you up, can't, can you even burn fires anymore there? Like if you camp, you can if you're in if it's in like a campground or if it's done in a, a certain controlled way. The problem is, like that particular fire started because of it was a camper or a fisherman or something had an illegal fire, and he didn't take care of it. He wasn't being cautious, and that's that's the problem. Is like there's a couple of you know, there's like the few people that don't care about the rules or don't care about the you know everyone around them that ruin it for everybody else. Or just too careless to have that responsibility. Right. Because it's not because the truth is like there's some fires in California that are started by lightning. Like that's a real concern. When a summer thunderstorm comes through, it can light a tree on fire or light the brush on fire and a fire takes off. Oh, that's but, why you guys went nuts when it rained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause everyone's like, Oh no, lightning. But uh in out there it's like Almost, the crazy thing is... I'm like, uh, it's sprinkling, man. The other crazy thing about fire... Fires are started, at least in California, typically three ways. A careless camper or fisherman or somebody burning something, just not being careful. Lightning. And the last way is firefighters. What? Firefighters with a hero... Yep, firefighters either with a hero complex... Or firefighters who want to make some extra money because they get paid so much extra. Um, yeah, there's been several uh, firefighters, not just in California, but firefighters that are either pyromaniacs or they have a hero complex and they want to like rescue people or yeah, actually, they're like the in top debt. One in the world. 
was from California. He was actually the yeah. fire Marshall. investigator. Yeah, that guy. The, I read the, a book about got, him. Yeah, man. He was like he started like sixty fires, or yeah. it was more than that. Even it was it yeah. was a ton of fires. It, it the was crazy a thing was, was he, pyro- the crazy was thing what? was he wrote he wrote a novel about the fires that he lit, and he just basically changed the names. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've seen a couple things about that story. It was like, wow, that's yeah. kind of crazy. Like. What an what an abuse of power, but like how yeah. long how long he got away with it was amazing. Yeah, and there how was many. A, oh yeah, there was a couple of there was a fire in like nineteen eighty in the late eighties or the early nineties. I don't remember exactly when, but it was in that same area of California that I lived in, and then it was a, one of the bigger fires, like one of the top ten most destructive fires. And it, there was a town like an hour away, and my dad told me that a firefighter in that town started the fire because he like needed money real bad, and they investigated wow. and found out. And yeah, and so like that stuff actually happens. When I lived there, I was going down Boneyard, that road that I scare you on. <laughs> yeah, well, at three fifty a gallon, I'm probably gonna light some fires too. <laughs> uh, need, but need I was headed gas down, money. Yeah, <laughs> I was heading down that road. And uh, there's, like, a fire station maybe, like, two miles away from that road. And there is a fire that had started there. And my dad and I went down to see the fire crews, like, put it out. Like, I wasn't really worried about it because the crews got there really fast. And we were just sitting there watching them put it out. And my dad goes, what do you want to bet one of those guys started that fire? (laughs) And I was like, good point. Isn't that weird how dads will just say... When you're a kid, you feel like your dad will just say anything. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you just cringe. Because yeah. now I see my kids cringe. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. So yeah, now I just live in the complete opposite, where everything is soaking wet all the time. We're always, you know, a good rainstorm away from walking to work, you know, two feet of water. So... It's a pretty different world over here. Yeah, here it's just cold, and then just <laughs> yeah. hot. We don't have any. We don't have any in betweens. It's no. just either you're sweating balls or you're freezing balls. <laughs> <laughs> we have like we got like six good days a year. Yeah, I never really tried to complain though. You know, I haven't moved yet, so <laughs> probably not now. Too close to death. <laughs> That was from a CPAP machine. <laughs> CPAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, actually, I did take that sleep study. And, of course, they mm-hmm. did tell me I did have sleep apnea. Because they said I just, like, I'm always asleep. <laughs> yeah. They were talking to me. And they were like, did you know you're sleeping right now? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why am I, how am I able to talk to you while I'm sleeping? And they're like, well, you know, you go through stages. And they're like, you're you're in stage two sleep. I'm like, wow, it's kind of awesome. Kind of like multitasking. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to go under. <laughs> like, damn it. The funny thing is, is you did that uh, when I was there. We were, where were, we were driving somewhere. I th- it was like Friday or Saturday when we were driving somewhere. And you started snoring. And Jasmine like hit you on the arm and you reached over and grabbed her hand and you were just like sitting there looking down the road but going <laughs> I was like 
Uh, he's sleep driving now. <laughs> On occasion. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, uh, I wake myself up snoring sometimes. <laughs> like, dang, tone it down while I'm down. I'm trying to sleep over here. I've done that before. I've woke myself See, up. See, it must be like it must be an old man thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the funniest thought, oh shit, I didn't take my multivitamin today. Oh no. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. But I I I realized one thing when I was there. Actually two things. One um, I don't miss living in Michigan, but I miss you and I miss all the people there in Michigan. <laughs> but I def I definitely don't miss living in Michigan. Not for a second after being there again. Like it was great to come back, but I was like, Oh, I'm so glad it's not January or February. And then the other thing was Oh yeah, I have for to sure. come back I have to come back for that zombie shootout thing at the Halloween. I gotta figure something we gotta gotta make that happen. Oh yeah, man. That that's that's the shit. It's right here too, man. Like two two minutes away. Cause that yeah, looks they're, they're, they're so putting much up, fun. They're putting up the ads right now for uh, people to get hired to be the zombies and stuff. <laughs> we're talking about near us here. There's like this, we're because we're in this rural area, right? They have us like slaughtered at sundown thing here in in Romeo, and it's uh, like you go on this hayride, right? But during the hayride, you get attacked by zombies, but you can just shoot them with paintball guns. <laughs> but the zombies get to shoot you too. So yeah. it's like, you know, dude, it's, it's so fun. And the people that get to, like, do the acting and all that, the ones that, like, dude, they get paid pretty well. <laughs> well, I mean, they're getting shot at, you know, yeah. all night long. But... <laughs> it's good times, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. See, white people are so creative, though. You got to give them that. They're like, all we have is <laughs> corn and skinny people <laughs> and guns. Corn, skinny people. I got it. <laughs> we'll pretend we're zombies and we'll shoot, let people shoot us. People love shooting people. <laughs> we do. I was like, oh, okay. So now, yeah, it's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You actually have, you could actually probably do something like that at your house because you have four skinny little kids that if you put makeup on them and gave them like hacksaws and hatchets and stuff, they'd terrify everybody. Yeah. Have because them come they out of the dark. Real. <laughs> they go for real though, man. You'd have to really run. <laughs> well, I'm gonna chop you with an axe and laugh. Those some sick little kids, man. I had my eleven year old playing uh Cards Against Humanity with us. <laughs> That's a quality parenting there. <sighs> Boy. It was, it was great because you would only answer like the kid answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he still knew more than Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to get a lie detector test on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That he was, was funny, though. He was funny. Thoroughly entertaining. Well, I told him last time we played, I said, next time we play, you can play. You know. Yeah. But I had bought a whole bunch of expansion decks, so there was a bunch of stuff in there I'd never even heard before. Mm-hmm. And some of it was some wow shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Even that, that game even gets me, man. 
<laughs> Sometimes I'll get a car and I say, whoa, that's just too far. Like, yeah. How is this? How are these people not getting sued? Like, Jeez, yeah. that's so blatant. Yeah. Because as adults, we're all about to hide everything, you know, or, or cloak yeah. and dagger it so it's tolerable. Some of that stuff in there is just so black and white. You're like, whoa, <laughs> too much. Kind of like when you see your mom naked for the first time when she's old. Like, holy shit. <laughs> There's no preparation for that. Yeah. That's no where just love comes in, man. <laughs> yep. And you thank God it's your mom and not someone you did have to have sex with. <laughs> Goodness. Horrible thoughts <laughs> of logic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Horrible thoughts. It was nice to see Joel, though. That was super it, nice. It was to nice see to Joel. see Joel. He uh, he looked yeah, like I... such a hipster. <laughs> Yeah, they genetically have these like amazingly dark beards that look like almost fake. Yeah. His whole family, his brothers, and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we also went to to uh, his baby shower. Yep. Which, we were the uh, only people not related there. Yeah, and there was some good ass food there too, man. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never hear that, but. Uh, yeah. That's okay with me. <laughs> you don't want to have to explain that? No, I want her to keep feeding me good food. I don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I told her the, the other day, I was like, you know, when my mom passes, you got to take her spot. I, I realize it's awkward because we're kind of close in age, but uh, you're just going to have to work with me. <laughs> she just looked at me like, you're so weird. <laughs> I love you. And then she passed me on the face. Yeah. You said a lot of a uh, a lot of interesting things this last weekend to people. Like to the officer. Remember I gave that uh Oh <laughs> Yeah, and I uh I brought back to life a teddy bear at the uh, <laughs> on the table at the Oh baby. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, breathe. <laughs> and my jazz is just looking at me like same old shit. <laughs> I will say Joel's a uh, Joel's friends got them the uh, coolest gift I've ever seen given to new parents was the little baby onesies that had Joel's picture on it, and it says, My Dad Sucks. <laughs> See, that's how you want to do it, man. Just keep the yeah. expectations low, right? <laughs> you can't go anywhere but up from My Dad Sucks. Yeah. Right? Shoot, by the time he's a teenager, probably you had a decent dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he started out pretty sucky, but he worked his way up. <laughs> <laughs> For the first year, I wore clothes just telling me how terrible he was. <laughs> no, Joel's going to be a hilarious father. Just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He thinks. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to get serious real quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Some people do, some people don't. 
But at least yeah. he won't be. At least he won't be going around going. I want my effing pizza. <laughs> we we kind of turn that into everything now. <laughs> <laughs> no matter when someone's like, I'd like to get to that Pepsi over there, but you're in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want my fucking Pepsi. <laughs> Yep. I I still I'll have to send you that fat picture she's on jazz. It's hilarious. Oh heck. I'll put that up on Instagram too. Well, you know, in every event has at least one weird thing that happens that people yeah. remember usually. Yeah. I'm just glad that for once it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's true. I mean I was hoping it was you or Joel, but you know <laughs> you guys game's a little too strong. <laughs> I think I just spend too much time instigating stuff to actually get people to throw stuff my way. Yeah, you guys all you guys are those two. Yeah. You're like you're like Bill Clinton. You're just all slick and shit. <laughs> Never quite get dirty. But you know what's going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> She was good people, that Monica. <laughs> Real giver. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's all Bill good. <laughs> that was funny. <clears throat> it just makes it hard to breathe. By the way, I've been trying to yeah, keep well, it under control because I had a buffet for dinner, and I was like, I do not want to puke laughing today. <laughs> Where did because you go? Every, uh, to a Mediterranean buffet. What the f- We don't have yeah. anything like that. That's just, that's real weird to me. Yeah. We have, like, old country buffet. We have, like, yeah. the Golden Corral, which is, by the way, the perfect name. For this, because you're just going to be hanging over the golden porcelain when you're done eating at this corral. Because <laughs> everything in there is just disgusting. But yeah. people are like, but uh, it's how much you eat. It's not how good it is. I think that's the <laughs> philosophy. You know? I'd yeah. rather have like five bites of really good stuff than 50 bites of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Me I just won't, I won't do it. I won't do that. I won't do that place. I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of a buffet unless it's in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place where I'll there, eat a buffet. There was a, a buffet. Was. They just tore it down uh, like half mile from my house. It was called Hot Biscuit Buffet. And I, I've lived here four years. I've never went there because it looked disgusting. Their breakfast buffet Signs everywhere advertising it was three ninety nine. I was like, how for terrible a of fault? Yeah, I was like, how terrible of food does it have to be for it to be three ninety nine? Yeah, man, that's scary. That's I was like, like that breakfast like steak. Yeah, I was like, this breakfast steak is probably like cow hooves. It can't be meat, dude. It couldn't be at that price. No. Like what was like? This is all like pig snouts and all the garbage parts. Like, it has got to be the cheapest of the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest stuff. Ugh. And, and I know people who've gone there. Ugh. They're like, oh, it's good. And I'm like, no. They're, you want to go? Probably I'm like, tastes no. actually decent. 
<laughs> just garbage. Oh, Americans, we love garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck flavor. <laughs> but now they tore it down and they're building it into a Denny's. So I'm like, okay, that's tolerable. Man, what restaurant don't you have by you? Jeez, man. Um, we got everything. Houston, like I keep, I've, I know I've been saying for like months that New Orleans is the best food city in America. I think Houston has it beat just because of the sheer variety. Like New Orleans is great for food. They've got everything, Cajun, Creole. They've got American. They've got, you know, all the different, but the, you can't beat the variety that Houston has. It's just insane. You, every type of ethnic food you can imagine, we have it here, and it's all top-notch. I think if I lived there and I had the financial means, I wouldn't even eat at my house. <laughs> I think I would just a lot. Yeah. eat out yeah. every... And then I'd <laughs> die, but I'd die happy. Yeah, that's... Because like, when you talk about I these places, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like that bakery you were talking about? Oh yeah, a couple episodes back, like that. Like yep. I couldn't have something like that by me. I'd I'd be dead in three weeks. It's like I couldn't want her to make a Krispy Kreme, bring it into town. I'm like, well, well I was making my funeral arrangements. <laughs> yeah, if I lived by that bakery, uh, death by I'd... custard. <laughs> if I lived by that bakery, I definitely would have to have uh, some extra funds and or an extra sort of like diet plan because. It's, I can't say no to those biscuits. It's just insane. I think about those biscuits, and I want to take a day trip just to go get them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's you know, only a five-hour drive. I could be there in five hours. <laughs> I've actually thought about flying into Vegas just to eat. <laughs> if you ever like want to do it, I'll meet you there. Down. Couple hours later, go home. Oh, of course, this would suck right as I land in Detroit. I'd be like, dang it, I'm hungry again. <laughs> Damn it. Heck, I'd do that. I've taken I'm day sure. trips on airplanes before. I Yeah, I've done it once. Like, it flew out somewhere, it was like 45 minutes and flew back. Yep. I've done Chicago that or something. I've... I think it was Chicago because here that's a 45 minute, 50 yeah, minute flight. I did Chicago and Denver in a day and then came back home. Isn't Denver weird. Airport weird? It's like it's this super brown weird. building in the middle of... It looks like in the middle of nowhere. It's like you fly yeah. in. And it's like, where's the town? It's like nothing. Yeah. It's like, and and where the difference, like when you're flying to Vegas, it's like, where's everything else? It's just a city. Yeah. Where's the suburbs? Like, this is no... It's <laughs> yeah. just like a cram little tiny city in the middle of the desert. The desert. Yeah. And it really is that. It, it, yeah. It's... It's something out of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so small. Vegas, like, you can literally take a car and drive the entire, like, diameter, like, cut it in half. Mm-hmm. I don't know, 20 minutes? Yeah. That's the whole place. Yeah. Last time I went there, I drove through it, and I was like, that was fast. <laughs> I was like, time to turn around and go back and find some deep. <laughs> I forgot where I ate. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like a roller rink. Oh, man, I'm back here that. already. Dang it. <laughs> Oh, well, it was good, whatever it was. But yeah, I have taken day trips on airplanes before. I would definitely do it again. It's it's a fun thing to do, like on a Saturday if I have nothing to do. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll fly here. But the airport has to be close to somewhere cool. It can't be like Denver where there's nothing around. Yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like taking the train, actually, when I can. 
I mean, I know that's old school, but like sometimes I'll take the train like Detroit to Chicago because it's like, yeah. you know, you don't have to drive and go over there for a day and come back. It's kind of nice. And I've taken a few trains like cross country, like, you know, mm-hmm. the multi-day trains with the glass car and all that. Yeah, It's a cool way to travel, especially if you like people. Oh, yeah. But you better be able to talk to anybody because there's some real freaks on those. Yeah. Well, because like there's people that <laughs> there's people that just won't fly. Yeah. Right. Like, this is this is gonna date me quite a bit. <laughs> but one of my earliest train trips in my life, they announced over the PA that Zsa Zsa Gabor was aboard <laughs> the same train, and I was like, she's still alive, and. <laughs> Found out that yeah, she just was afraid to fly. So she, if she had to be doing an appearance or something, or I don't know if she's yeah. on her way to her funeral. I don't know, it would, dude, she was old back then. I never saw her or anything, but uh, yeah, yeah. So it was like I remember feeling like, okay, this is old school. <laughs> like yeah. they just announced that Josh Jacob is on this train, and I'm barely old enough to know who she is. <laughs> I know who she is, and I'm ten years younger than you. Um, I went. Yeah, I've I'm been losing across- all my favorite rock stars at 27. <laughs> Bitch is still alive. I went across the. Uh, I've been across the United States on a train three times, like back and forth, and then I've been on the train in uh, the Eurostar in uh, Europe. That's that's a way to travel, man. That is. Nice. Yeah, their train system is amazing. Fast. Oh yeah. It's so efficient. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I would love to just take like a month and go to Europe and just ride the trains everywhere. I would be in heaven. Well, here's the thing, right? As Americans, we get to be all independent. So everybody is wealthy and can have their own vehicles. Yeah. I get to ride in what I want to ride in. I get to go where I want to go in what I want to drive in or whatever. But the downside is that it takes forever to get every fucking place. Yeah. It's like if you want to travel even to California, I mean, that's from... Top to bottom, it's a 20-hour deal, man. 24-hour yeah. deal. Yeah. Right? Those trains are so freaking fast. It's like, <laughs> you are going to be leaving in six minutes. You'll be arriving in five. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're going, you're making up time on these things. They're going 160 miles an hour. Like, yeah. When we were on the train between London and Paris, we were on next to the freeway, and we were just blowing by the cars. Oh, blowing past the cars. <laughs> Like it was twice weird to their see. speed. Because normally, if yeah. I've been on trains before, you're next to a freeway, you're like doing the same speed, or the cars are going faster than you most of the time. And we were just like, just I don't know, you'd like see the cars or just leaving them in the dust. I was like, wow, we are moving that fast. But it didn't feel like it. The tr- train's like barely rocking and barely, and it doesn't feel like you're going that fast. It was really comfortable. So, next time I go to Europe, I'm definitely going to do it. They're making that shit straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making the good stuff. They're so precise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shout out to the Schmullies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was good to see them and everybody else. Yeah, thank you, Paul, for your support too, man. Yeah. Too bad Paul couldn't make it. He's one of our biggest fans. Shout out to Paul for being awesome and always putting the word out there for us. Definitely. I definitely want to give another shout-out to uh, Todd and Jamie for those props because uh, they're kind of inspirational and they're sitting here. And should yeah. I have to puke, I have the bucket. 
<laughs> I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, I can't take the bucket with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get on a flight down to Detroit with a bucket. I don't know what they. I don't it know what says they think Mark's puke bucket. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna assume that's been used. <laughs> well, it's got a title on it. What's a guy facts? <laughs> He's clearly up to no good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, when we got on. Oh my goodness, I lost you again. There you go. When we got on the plane in Houston to get there, mm-hmm. something else that happened on the plane. I think it's. It's either I don't know. I guess I just think differently than a lot of other people. Or some people just let their imaginations run away with them. I don't hello. know. It could be <laughs> hello. That's could me. be you know something something else too. Uh, we got on the plane, and Houston is. It was like eighty percent humidity when we left. It was hot. It was like ninety five, super humid. We get on the plane. We sit down. They take the plane off the the you know the, they put the pl- turn on the plane's auxiliary power, and like the plane starts running on its own power, and like the air conditioner comes on and everything, and the um all the air conditioner vents start blowing out like condensation you know the moisture in the air because it's blowing out that cool dry air and it's super humid and this lady across the aisle starts like mildly freaking out oh no so i turn to jasmine and i'm like oh my goodness this lady probably thinks that some sort of poison or something is getting you know injected into the aircraft or Probably seen one too many movies or whatever. As like right after I say that, the lady's like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, to the flight attendant. The flight attendant's like, yeah. She's like, what is this? What is this? And she's like, well, what's what? What's all this white stuff coming out of these the, over here? And she's like, oh, that's just condensation. And she looked at her like, I don't believe you. And she goes, no. She goes, condensation works. She like gave her a science lesson. She's like, condensation is what happens when dry, cool air like he mixes with the warm, like humid air of Houston. And since you live in Houston, don't you? She goes, yeah, I live in Houston. It's hot and humid, right? Yeah. She's like, have you ever noticed how your glasses fog up when you walk outside? The lady's like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, someone let their imagination get away with them. Seen one too many terrorist movie TV shows or whatever. The stewardess is just like, why do I have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would just much rather prefer her just be stupid. <laughs> I would have like it would have it would have been terrible, but the first thing in my mind was like, why don't they put a dye in the air conditioner so it comes out like red or something? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's I how my brain works. <laughs> you know, and when normal people freak out, it really scares me because I don't know what a normal person's gonna do. They can yeah. do anything. They can turn out like a meth person, just eat you or something. I don't know. <laughs> when someone has a certain like gangster like look, you expect a certain way of response i can deal with that yeah. i've seen enough tv right <laughs> whatever right in my head anyway but when like i don't know 30 30 year old lady who just looks like she walked out of a mall flips out i don't know what she's gonna do <laughs> yeah stab you yeah. with an earring or jab you with nails i don't know where they've been yeah uh, God, but I will say one of those get little pepper sprays or something. Oh yeah. Well, actually, you're not allowed to take pepper sprays in an airplane, so I wouldn't be worried about that. 
Oh, good. Yeah, you can't take those. You can't take mace. You can't take, you know, basically, you know, you're on an airplane. They want you to, like, if you do have a pepper spray, you can put it in your check baggage, but you can't take it with you on the airplane. Uh, God, God forbid you protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was actually really, really nice to go on a flight and know I was going to have tons of room because Jasmine is so tiny. I took up her leg space. Like, I put my one leg over in, like, where she was. Because <laughs> she's like, here, put your leg over here. I was like, oh, I can stretch out. <laughs> it was so nice. She was so tiny. Like, she barely took up any room between me and the person out in the aisle. It was super I nice. don't take up much leg room. No. But width-wise, man, you're getting squished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the pictures, man, from the podcast, and I was like, holy shit. That is one fat motherfucker. <laughs> I looked at I looked at Jazz and I was like, I think it's time to lose a little weight. <laughs> she looked at me like a little. <laughs> especially the Why one you when you that? were, especially with the one where you were squatting over the bucket. That is not a flattering picture. No, man, that's a lot of reality that doesn't need to be seen. <laughs> I didn't post that. I was like, mm, not going to do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I give every, every other fat guy with fat lobes hope to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well... I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening to us today. And, yeah, uh, please reach out to us once more before we sign off here. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to the listener who sent us that email. You know, we would appreciate some reviews and any other things. And, yeah, anything you want to, you know, talk with us about or if you have any sort of idea that you think you, you know, might be funny for us to discuss, you know, send that over to us. We really, really love to hear from you. So, yeah. Any and thank you to all the people that came to the uh, live podcast. Oh, yeah. That totally made my day. That was amazing. Good luck with that audio editing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually listened to it today, and it's it's not all that bad. Oh, good. There's good. A, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not the quality that I would want, but it's not. For the setting, it actually turned Well, it's out a completely good. different environment there. That's yeah. Not, as controlled so. audio environment, so. Yeah. So, but anyways, thank good. you. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, and have a great week. Seahawk Predator up. Bye-bye.